0: We're back to the Neil Haley show. You know, I'm going solo. I've been doing a lot of co-hosting, doing a lot of Zooms, a lot of radio, all the way, you know, 11 years. I didn't even mention this, 11 years uh, now broadcasting radio and television. It's been an unbelievable experience and always learning. And the why, the always why. So, you know, I'm excited to welcome the program. We have New Year's resolutions, Bob Raleigh to the program. And Bob is the author of the, again, the search for why. How are you, Bob? Pretty
1: good. Great. Great to meet you. Thank
0: you. Great to meet you, too. And, you know, New Year's resolutions, this is just driving me bananas in so many ways that people stop working two to three weeks ago, weeks into the year, end of the year, and start preparing for the next year. I don't understand that. Why is that our psychology? If you look at businesses, you look at everyone. It's preparation for 2021. Forget 2020. Even let's say it was, not, again, 2019, preparing for 2020. Why is that?
1: Well, if you can uh, think about it, first of all, this year is certainly one we'd like to put, put in our rear view mirror. So the, uh, uh, the notion of New, New Year's res- resolution, looking forward, that's that's where people always place their bets. Exactly. You can't change the past. You can always change the future. Yeah. So that's what I'm betting on, the future.
0: I mean, is, it, is it every year that people sit down yeah, and really. spend hours upon hours upon mm-hmm. days creating a game plan for the next year when they did not have a real, implement their game plan from the last year. Well, usually what happens, one of those things
1: is that we always pick something really meaningful to ourselves. Right. And that connotes something that is complex, difficult. And so we always think that we're going to get to this, we're going to solve this problem. And it's usually a complex problem and we're set up for failure, failure, failure. By the first week and second week in January.
0: I think that when people create resolutions and then I want to get more into what you recommend for us to prepare for and the five group of people, five different groups of people that are out there, that what their preparation is for a next for New Year's resolutions is the problem is that they don't set the time to review those resolutions every week. Okay. Review them they create them, they write them down, but they never go back to the implementation and they don't set it in their calendar or a time to look at them and I do I do the same thing. I mean I have my business plan, I have 90 day goals but honestly if I would really lay things out those goals change so periodically daily, I do have a long-term goals but I really don't stick to those short-term goals. So I am even at fault in that way. I mean, I reach all my clients' goals. I reach my boss's goals. But I don't really reach my own goals. That's interesting.
1: Um, you know, there's the, the genesis of this book that we, we, uh, we, we wrote was from the applied sciences, what do we know about why we do what we
0: do? Exactly.
1: So it's not a research a heavy book. It's really um, something that uh, lets us apply the knowledge we've known for years and years to to behavior change and attitude change and things like that. But it it, it it's meant to be an an applied, useful guide, right? So exactly. one of the things we know is with the advent of all our social media and, and digital media, the way our brains have started to change, they've evolved like we have. And our right. deep brains start to think of things much less likely what you said, that you reflectively and deeply consider what you're trying to do. Well, much more in, in our social media world, we're, we're, we're really in in involved very intuitively we stop thinking about things in the deep sense right and it's does it make sense now does it feel good and then we stop our intuitions take over for our deep thoughtful
0: meaning and that's so true and i mean i mean like but i just told you i reach my clients goals i reach my goals I don't reach my goals. I reach my client's goals. I reach my boss's goals. I reach my show goals. But that's really short term.
1: Let me ask you a question about that. Why do you do that?
0: Because I'm getting paid for it. Okay. Uh, Because I have to or I get fired. If I don't accomplish and reach the expectations of those people, I lose my prestige or my Mm -hmm. let's just even talk about booking celebrity interviews but it's a daily process it's not i'm setting a goal to book you know a major star next week it's it's ongoing it constantly happens so i don't really i have my goal i just it's a daily thing that i show up to work every day 365 days a year or how many days of the year i work So that really that I think I am missing us talking New Year's resolutions today that I really don't set enough goals for myself or I am just always at a daily goal process or what I need to accomplish that day or for that client for that month or for that specific objective that I miss really setting ones for growth for me. I don't know. I'm just giving you that point. If i go gone to a retreat, a religious retreat, I set up these resolutions and I never follow them. Mm-hmm. And, and, but I'm very good at daily hitting my goals and obje- objectives or monthly, but it's not my goals, it's somebody else's or what their expectations are, not what mine is. I'm like having a, a, you uh, <laughs> listen to my mind in this conversation, but it's not like I am terrible at what I do, but I know I do, today is the first time I really thought about the new year. And every year I am, I mean, I'm sitting down saying, okay, I'm working with my team. We're coming up with plans, but they're very short-term plans. They're not Mm -hmm. Mm long-term. That's interesting.
1: What that seems is a little bit of ambivalence for the priorities of your goals. You know, you're very, very skilled and obviously very successful at taking on the, the, the objective goals of others but where's your your time your your uh, sensibility exactly uh, it seems like
0: it goes it seems like everything times goes the back burner my brand my uh you know my like i'm rebuilding my website my team but my focus is on all my clients websites and their social media goals and the last thing is me so you're really hitting the nail on the head in that something to think about something to think about But the time, time is the biggest problem with the resolution. There's only an infinite amount of time. I'm making more goals for myself that are daily goals that I'm going to sleep more, eat better, get healthier because I was having a couple little health issues. And thanks to, I guess, a strange circumstance, my wife got COVID and it was not serious. And I got COVID as well, possibly, but I started sleeping more. And I, my other health issues disappeared. So now I don't have as much time. I want to devote seven to eight hours of sleep a night when I was getting four or five. Some days six, seven, right? But not a constant. So I'm really probably more immediate goals versus long-term goals. So there's not lots of things I want to make changes if I was trying to evaluate, but that's the reflection part of who I am, a routine.
1: Routine. And do you respond mostly to value or um, incentives that are really attainable and objective? Or are they
0: more squishy and, and subjective? No, they're objective. They have to be very laser focused type things. If you you set a goal for me, Neil, and there's an incentive that's going to be money or something really, hey, Neil, after listening to you, I think you need to do X, Y, Z. If I put it in my calendar, if I put it on my list every day, I'll do it. If I don't, I won't. And reviewing resolutions of years before or going to retreats or wherever, or if if it's not a daily goal for me, I don't attain it. Or, Or- Like, like, let's just like, give me a sample. You're my client and you're going to gain 10,000 more followers. Well, that's attainable. I'll know I could get you those 10,000 followers and I'm going to review it on a daily basis. If I'm reaching that goal for your 10,000 followers or getting your ranked Google for the why something like that, I would be constantly looking at that, but I'm not looking at myself that way. Everything is set for somebody else. And you've figured that out today. Part of what I
1: said uh, in the beginning about complex versus simple behaviors. So you, everything you've talked about today, really are complex in terms of multi-stage behaviors that you would want to change. And right. talking about your health and other things, you, you those are things that set us up for immediate failure because. We think of them as a one-dimensional, one but we don't recognize that there's six, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 steps to get to, there, to, to get there. So it, it really isn't. And that's one of the things that we, we notice from our, uh, our research that if there's a real conflict in the world, it comes from people not being heard in in terms of their instinctual point of view so if you look at the, the way we are in in the world today and every everything is conflicted tribes at each other's throat and exactly. it's from really everybody who who's in that situation suffers from not being taken seriously not listening to them and their inner voice, but seriously um, being ignored and feel like they're irrelevant. And when people feel like they're irrelevant,
0: who knows what, what they're, they're capable of doing. And that, and we're looking at, you and I looking at, we, we do really look at results. Lots yes. of people in this country and this world do not look at results and results means you have obtained something and by obtaining something or attaining something you feel better about yourself you feel like you've accomplished something and you're more likely to get up the next day and do it again
1: and and what it what what what, what does that tell us about you it says that those discrete attainable goals are really meaningful yes in their in their in their uh, total. And there are some people, believe it or not, who don't share that point of view. Right. And explain so, that to me. What are those people? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, 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 so many, many people share your point of view. And there's a really a clear-cut pathway to success and happiness for them, this, those people other people have uh, have a worldview that they see things as everyone is entitled to
0: everything. That's crazy. Yes. But I understand that. Yeah. Right.
1: So, and, and, and what was your, your reaction when I, when I said that, that's crazy. And for them not hearing any, 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 um, uh, uh, acceptance of their point of view makes them crazy and so that's what we end up with when we exactly. have these tribal societies everybody's working at each other's throat we have to stop have a human engagement get off of social media and listen to the people
0: take a minute and listen so let's kind of jump back. I mean, this is great. You've been never thought you get to talk to a host and get him to just share his soul. I'd like um, I'd like to listen. Okay, good. That's good. Um, and I'm and I'm not having to pay for it. So it's a good thing. But <laughs> of your hours. But when I think of this in, in so many ways, New Year's resolutions, if we yeah. just how your team booked you on this project, meaning we could talk the book the whole time. And I'd love to have you back on after the new year to talk about the book in a lot of ways. It relates so well to the book, but it really isn't about the book. It's just, you have a perfect timing to talk about it New Year's resolutions. I think it's the craziest thing in the world if people are not goal seekers or not setting daily attainable goals for themselves, how the heck they can set resolutions and really even live any of them. next year right they don't they don't
1: they you know other other people might say they want to you know create world peace or or things like that you can't measure now you know and and those people are usually almost all the time um i guess
0: disappointed in their in their exactly and i'll come up with some crazy stuff bob and i'll say i'm gonna do this this year like somehow i'm gonna get back into the pro wrestling ring i'm a former pro wrestler i'm gonna go back if covid leaves i'm gonna go back to it and when i stick my mind to it and say i'm gonna do it i'm gonna at least try it i'm gonna at least do it but i don't need to have a new year's resolution setting up that i'm gonna do it i'm just gonna make that choice tomorrow so for example i was talking some actors and said, I'm going to start acting. Well, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to go and try to act or I'm going to try to hit some more red carpets or I'm going to do some more stuff next year. But I don't need to write a resolution down. I set it as a goal. It's put in my radar. If it's constantly reviews, it'll be successful. But so what you talked about, there's five different groups of people. So let's get right to that segue. We're telling a story. We kind of talked about my story and from listening to you, and you listening to me, I need in 2021 to focus more on my goals and less on my team's goals, less on my family's goals, less on my business goals. I mean, of my client's goals and see if I can set some goals for myself. Let me give it
1: an example. You, you gave a great, great one about either uh, wanting to get back into, um, or wrestling or, act, or act, acting or acting or those things. Uh, for you, I, I, I would see anything as possible if you if you can concentrate on the steps involved. Yes, and the steps. From, you know, if there are ten, 10 steps, one, two, three, four, five. The important thing is that other people need, don't have that type of of instinctual profile, and, and they, they see the world as not concentrating on the progress he, they're, they're going to make, but rather
0: how the world is organized. To give and, it them. to them? Please don't say to give it to them. <laughs>
1: no, I'm not. <laughs> That's not what I was going to say. Okay. It's a different approach for, for different people. And you need what people need to do for their resolution, like, like losing weight. The the perfect um, profile for you would be somebody who sets 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 the goal in in limited duration, and takes feedback from those. F one two three. on other people they, they would not care about how the, um, what the world thinks about them. They would worry, worry about everything in their world being um, relegated to their, their idea of what the world should be. Right. And so now these two people, you and this other person, could not be more different. So, if they, you you both want to have a successful resolution of losing weight, you have to find the program that, that works best for them. Links to your instinctual program, and 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 our 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 belief on all this stuff. Why 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 is that? Everybody has their own instinctual point of view. Exactly. We have to recognize it be true to it and live that, uh, life that you're, you're, you're supposed to, to, to be. So that's how you're, you're, you, you, you
0: find successful re- resolutions. So the f- five different groups of people tell me that, but I, that's great. You talk about, ses- you need steps to have a successful resolution. If I'm going to lose weight, I'm going to join a gym, I'm going to, that works to my time program. I'm going to make sure I eat healthy and I have the right foods in my place. And I'm going to make sure somebody's monitoring is a great coach. Those are steps in place to reach in 90 days, to lose 20 pounds or to do certain things. If you don't have those steps in place, that resolution is not going to be successful world peace. There's no steps involved to reach world peace. Unless you're the president of the United States that you're, you're, President-elect Biden, you're going to reach world peace by doing X, Y, Z. You're the only one that may have that ability to do those steps to do that. Not uh, the average person. Right. But the, there, average,
1: you know. the average person on one side, the one you're familiar with, is a, is a person who sees the, the, the world as engaged with a community that you like to 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 bind bind with, the other side thinks about the world as a collection of individuals. Those individuals are really born by the 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 sense of fairness and caring that world invokes on them. So if you're not fair and it's not um, um, nurturing. That's not going to work for them. Exactly, they see the world in that that light, as opposed to yours, which is a very practical.
0: That's be right. tailored to that person.
1: Yes, and and, and that's where our 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 um, uh, conflicts arise because people are are ultimately. criticizing people for having those points of view and when we can say your world view is one and this other world view is, is acceptable now what are we going to do with this how do we find exactly. that that common ground so our, 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 our uh, founders talked about an imperfect union right. that's what our country is so I we can find now. We can we can find a way to make it a more perfect union by having conversations about different points of view, rather than exactly. And that's really, we when you start talking about uh, happiness, you know, what's 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 at the basis of your of your uh, uh, resolution? It's what you want to be happy about. You know, exactly. You, you will want to be happy. You want to be th- a thriving person. And that's living out your 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 uh, your life according to those um, those principles. And when you can't do it, it's then
0: we're all frustrated. And we're all frustrated, especially people yeah. with and the pandemic gonna, based on certain circumstances. Now our, our resolutions. Now, five different groups of people. Can you lay those okay. out for me? Sure, we have the, the two big
1: ones are the, the uh, social binders or conservatives that really invest in our community and they really thrive on this, this notion of hierarchical power, meaning the king has more power than the plebe, right? Right. The other side thinks everybody should have equal value. Okay. And these two things, as you know, in the world, these two, two things decidedly different points of view in terms of what they were like. But we have a group in the middle, and there's three groups in the middle stacked. And they look for different versions of the same thing of, we've got it pretty darn good here, and yeah. we don't yeah. want to rock the boat. So we try not to get too far over on one side or the other. And this group of centrics stacked in three groups, those are the centrists who are balanced uh, on their approach or disloyal on their approach or just the centrists. And we could go into what those individual differences are. But these five groups of people are found all over the world
0: where do I, where do I, where do I lay myself in that group if you're looking at the resolution
1: well I know for
0: a fact just talking to you that you have a, a,
1: a, a, a side of you that is really baked in how you see the world and the, the, the uh, you're a, a guy who probably sees the world as there are winners and losers, right. there's leaders and followers, and yeah. that's just the natural
0: way things are. It's the natural world. And it's always yeah, natural world. Yeah. And, and then, If you're not going to work hard, you're not going to be successful. You might luck yep. into some stuff. You might have yep. something that becomes big, but to continue to attain and have the opportunity to do something, you have to put work in. It's not So let me happen. ask you a
1: question. How do you, how do you divide, define fairness?
0: Wow, that's a good question. I mean, I think just following the, the not lying, cheating, stealing, following the golden living living the commandments in certain ways, the Ten Commandments of, of God, or looking at the universe, and, or karma, or whatever you look at specifically, doing good most of the time. That's the way it's fair. If you lie, cheat, steal, do stuff dishonestly, that's not, that might, you might win then but lose later, that will not, that's not good. That's not, that you still could attain greatness. Yeah. You could be a hard worker, but yet you're morally going to feel not good about yourself on a regular basis of how you got there. Do you think
1: that some people are worthy of being more fair to than other people?
0: I would say not, it's not true at all. No, because you could take advantage of people any way possible. It's not hard. It's not a difficult thing. But I think at the end of the day, if you say you're going to promise a client something and yet, you don't deliver on it. You think you're going to get those bunch of clients after that. So there has to be some order in principle to certain things. Right. And if you don't have it, man, you're screwed. You say, yeah, I'm going to get you 20,000 followers. Thanks for your money. Oh, you got 10. I'm sorry. It was because of you. Goodbye. I'll move on to the next one Well, your reputation will continue to drop and f- fail for you. Yeah. You could end up, uh, lucking into a lot of money by doing some really outrageous things and make money. But will that be something that you really are happy with at the end of the day? Were you happy to inherit millions and millions of dollars and do nothing? But you probably want to say, oh, I want to make those millions billions. If you have my mindset you know? So, and that's about hard work, attainable goals, feeling good about yourself through those goals and moving forward. When you have a certain not balance and you have chaos in your life, you really feel, and this has been 2020, even though I've had a successful year, it's not, it's been too much roller coaster ride that I don't want to go on again, but who knows? And that brings back to, preparing daily and looking at your mistakes, not making the same ones again. And we do as human beings all the time do that. But if we reflect, we can say, shoot, how did we get down that rabbit hole? What did we do to cause ourselves to do that? Lots of people don't do that. And they make the same mistake over and over and over again.
1: They they take the easy easy, easy road uh, and don't do a lot of self-reflection. you obviously have a real good handle
0: on what makes you tick. And that's a good thing. Right. But, probably, right I agree. And you're a very good listener to give me that uh, point of view. But I, New Year's resolutions, I think that if you set a couple New Year's resolutions in place.
1: Yeah. And if you make them attainable because they're not overreaching – when you say, I want to lose weight or I want to have acting lessons, I, you, you, you'd be well, well served to say, I, I want to get into um, the first yeah. two or three uh, stages of that. And right. if I can get there and find success, then I, I will continue. But most if people, I don't. Just think, I, will,
0: I will stop. Right, but yeah. I want to do the steps necessary. People start a business or most want to build a brand. You're not going to build a brand overnight. It's not going to happen overnight. And you want to go and attain the next goal. You have to set attainable goals for yourself. When you see people set huge KPIs, key performance indicators mm-hmm. for their business, and yet there's no way they're going to attain them. What the heck were you doing at the end of the day?
1: And that's that's where we come back to your resolutions.
0: What were you doing taking that on as a, as a resolution? Like, and I make those mistakes where I say, yeah, I'm going to double my size of my business. Be really honest to yourself. Or I'm going to now, cause I brought a team on, I'm going to be able to make that money. And someone, Suzanne Evans, a New York times bestselling author told me, said, you're not going to attain it. She was sure as heck, right. But the way she told me it, I'm like, man, but I learned so much in this process of becoming just me to a team. crap, why I quit a couple of times and now know, guess what? It's not going to get easier. It's going to get harder. It's going to be more challenging, but that's when you have to become, look and reflect what areas are you weak in? How can you improve them and grow strong? Now, Bob, so the why, your book, the why, the reason is, is you want people to learn and understand themselves better. Is that
1: there's three, three layers that we talk about? One is the building blocks of your identity. We, we we talk pretty candidly about them today. But those are the the ABCs of how you recognize your instincts and understand what they what they mean for you. The second thing we we, we talk about is the ecosystem of life. What are you, what are you doing at work? What are you doing socially? What are you just how are you living your life based on those you know those abc's of of your 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 understanding who you are and then there's this whole capability of looking at our population how does our population grapple with the, the issues of fairness and 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 need and 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 loyalty and things like that so we 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 deal with everything up and down the food chain personal your ecosystem and the uh
0: population level well fabulous bob best place we can pick up your book and learn more about you where can we go amazon.com
1: we're in target we know our all all the major um um independent
0: bookstores the work the search for why that's it all right well i appreciate you coming by thank you again happy new year to you bob and thanks for stopping by thank you okay, take care that was the neil haley show guys neil haley here lensec has been a sponsor of the neil haley show and total media network for around a year and a half and i wanted to tell you a little bit about lensec lensec has been a pioneer in ip security videos since 1998 The company is a trusted security partner with experience around the world. Lensec has experience working with customers in higher education, K-12 education, government, public safety, critical infrastructure, healthcare, commercial, and more. The physical security experts at Lensec help customers develop enterprise solutions for their complex physical security projects using our flagship software, Perspective VMS. Lensec's enterprise-level video management software, VMS, is a browser-based software that streams and captures IP security camera video. The latest version of PVMS uses HTML5 Hi, everyone, and welcome to the special simulcast of your beautiful day on the Graduate Radio Network and the Neil Haley Show. And I'm excited to welcome to the program, my co host, Pearl Sharenza. Pearl, how are you? And Pearl, again, we have done a lot of recordings to end the year. It's a great way to end it, especially with how crazy our 2020 is. And if you would have told me last year, I was going to be on camera so many times, I've done television, I'm own TV studio out in Pittsburgh, I go to sometimes that I would go and finally venture into doing video, not just audio, radio, you would have, I would have told you I was crazy, but I feel much more comfortable after all of 2020 and Pearl, introduce our guest, please.
2: I totally agree with you. Who would have thought we would be doing a lot of this at the end of the year and, and via zoom and all this great technology we have. So I am excited. My name is Pearl Saranza and I'm with Women's Successful Living, and I'm also part of the Gratitude Radio Network, and I'm excited for the subject we're about to bring you because this is a subject I think even myself as a business owner is very intrigued by. So today we are excited to bring you the co-founder and managing partner of Marketing for Metaphors. And Alan Adamson is going to be sharing with some of us, with us, some of that great information that we all need to hear about. So welcome, Alan.
3: Thanks for inviting me. It's a pleasure to be here.
2: Hey,
0: Alan, appreciate it very, very much. And we'll let Pearl have the first question.
2: Alan, with everything that's happening this year with COVID and everything that we've all heard, the big word is pivot, right? So tell us in what you've been seeing this year. What's been the biggest change you've seen with COVID that business owners and marketing has taken an approach on?
3: Well, it's gone right to the heart of why companies have struggled to change. I Before this pandemic, I wrote a book called Shift Ahead, which looked at why everyone talks about staying relevant and not becoming your father's but Very few firms did it. So a a crisis is an an important way to get companies to say, I I can't just think about what I might want to do because most companies are very comfortable in doing what they did yesterday. And this year eliminated that option for many people. So they had to finally get real about, gee, what I did yesterday can't really work tomorrow I got to think of something else. So I think you're going to see much more innovation. But you know, it for many companies, it's going to be really tough because they're so used to looking backwards and doing what they have done versus looking forward and saying, exactly. "Now what?"
0: And that's the whole thing of reinvention. If you're a business owner, you need to reinvent, just not just with the pandemic, as you said, always looking to differentiate yourself from your competition, to make yourself look and feel and develop and always grow to another level. If it's something you're not, you can't just, you have to make a lot of self checks as a business, right?
3: Exactly. You, you uh, Oftentimes business owners were very internally focused, you know, get into the office, answer emails, talk to people inside. They lost some of what they started with when they started the business, which is looking at customers' seeing what's going on, listening to people and saying, gee, you know, if you're in business, you got to be solving problems. If you're not solving problems, you're not going to be in a successful business.
2: I I totally agree with you. It's like that, you know, you often hear the the phrase working in your business instead of on your business. Right. And so I remember over 20 years ago when I was in the mortgage world, sitting in a sales meeting and the owner of the company is like, listen, we're all going to be virtual soon. So we need to start preparing for it. And that was almost 20 years ago. And so here we are now, you know, and myself as a business owner, I'm looking, always looking, okay, how can I reach more people? And the pandemic really, that sort of pushed me to have to do more virtual.
3: Yeah. Uh, most people, you know, most people tr- treated planning for tomorrow uh, with, oh, we'll do that on Thursday. We'll worry about next year. Uh, now, uh, people are waking up Monday morning nervous that they better start being Digital, how do they talk to their customers on zoom? how do they you know what problems how do they how do they solve problems that they never thought they could solve before and some companies, of course, as you know, are, are lucky. I just saw an ad uh, on TV today for Warby Parker and it talks about how you can buy glasses at home. you know they saw the future coming, so they are perfectly situated you know to 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 to, to not only survive but thrive in this, but most companies didn 't go digital didn 't go virtual until There was no choice
0: and they're not ready for it. And that's the thing, Alan, that once you are forced into this and you don't want the people in 2021, but everyone, even if they're thinking we're going to go back to normal, need to really think about online marketing and look at things, how we're running our business in this world when another pandemic could hit another issue could hit.
3: Yeah. I I think that's the biggest risk that most companies need to be careful of. You just pinned it down, which is, Oh, you know, once we get the vaccine, everything is going to go back to normal. And the reality is people are used to working from home. They're not going to run back to the office. People are used to doing zoom meetings. They're not going to jump on airplanes that quickly, even if it's safe to fly. Uh, So I think people need to think that tomorrow is going to be very different and and better think about their business that way.
0: Because the families have learned now why are you going to take my husband or wife away for two weeks so when we, he, he could do all these as Zoom? What's the difference of going face to face to somebody versus Zoom? Why are you going to have to travel all these conferences if we could just do it virtually? And exactly. that's things that they're not people are not having those conversations Alan at all.
3: Yeah, it's definitely gonna be real. Just because before, if if I were talking to a prospect and I said, look, I, you know, I'm not gonna fly out to Denver, let's just do a quick Zoom meeting. I might as well have, you know. Give it up. given up because they would have said, What? You crazy. Now, you know, before I fly out to Denver for the day to meet somebody for an hour, well, I'm certainly gonna suggest we do a Zoom meeting and it's gonna be socially more acceptable. So, yeah, let's let's talk. Same with conferences, same with knowledge, same with many, many things. Um, this is going to force it forward. Love that point. Go ahead, Pearl.
2: So I, I, you know, I've been seeing a lot about the zoom and like you said about the vaccination everybody, I think I heard it three times today in different meetings. I was on Oh, the vaccine. It's going to put us back to normal. What are, what are some of the things that you are seeing or should a business owner like myself and others that are listening, what, what are you, what is the number one tool that they could start preparing for in setting themselves apart from everybody else that's into this Zoom? Because now I, I'm hearing a lot, you know, well, Zoom is getting old or video is getting old. How can you set yourself apart from that to make your, you know, your meetings more enticing to attend?
3: Yeah, I think you need to start thinking about two things. One is that experiences matter. So, you know, most people got on Zoom and at first it was sort of cute in March and April and, you know, they couldn't get the, the voice working and the lighting was bad and, and they were staring at the wrong part of the screen. I, you know, I think, you know, when you went to a meeting, you wouldn't walk into a meeting and not know how to plug in your projector and, you know, get in front of the conference table and talk. I think now if you're not fluent in Zoom or Microsoft Teams, if you're not projecting sure. confidence, if you don't know how to share content, in a video format, if you think it's the same as sharing content in a conference room, um, I think you know you need to realize you're now competing more against broadcast television than you are against the traditional person getting in front of a room with a hundred-page PowerPoint deck, which was deadly before, but on Zoom it's even more deadly. Um, and how do you how do you how do you think of yourself as a as a broadcaster, not just as a, I'm here to talk about my company.
0: Yeah. Cause you can make up and do flubs in front of people at a conference and have a conversation, but you have to keep them more and more engaged online than ever so that they don't get caught up in doing something else. Right.
3: Apparently, Cause you know, now if you're in a conference, you're stuck there. You have to listen to the yes. person. Yeah. Maybe you can look down at your cell phone, but when you're on a zoom call, you, you better realize you have eight, 10, 12 seconds to start saying something worthwhile or You're out of business people are going to double click and move on great yeah
2: that's so true i had um i'm part of a company it's it's i'm an unfranchised owner with a company called market america and we had our huge conference um over the summer where people they come in from you know out of all over the world and so everyone's like there's no way you could do it online and they pulled off the most amazing zoom conference and like you just said alan i was like man, can we just do them all like this all the time? I don't have to leave for three or four days. My family, you know, it was really awesome. And I, it was sort of like right after the uh, some of the debates and it's like, we didn't lose connection or anything. So they really st- took themselves and set themselves apart. And like you just said, I'm helping somebody do a conference in a couple of weeks. And she had all these PowerPoint slides. And I was like, you have way too many PowerPoint slides. People are gonna unclick us. They're not gonna watch. You have to be more engaging. Exactly, so you
3: have to treat it more like, um, i did a I went to a conference uh, that I used to attend in person, as you just said, and it was more like watching c n n or you know uh, or c n b c where you cut away to this video you cut here. It right. was produced really slickly uh and it was engaging versus a traditional walk up to the stage a person has trouble plugging in their laptop yeah. and, and you, you're just you 're no longer forced to to digest information that way and it 'll be interesting to
0: look at the trade shows of the world. Alan, do you think that the trade show show industry is going to lead to more and more online marketing and that let's just let's just go talk traditional business. But I'm sure you want to talk different. There's different things. There's the there's different ways, but let's just talk about the specific traditional companies that have trade shows that go to the trade shows to network and meet with people. Do you feel that that will, that industry will ever recover or do you think it's going to have to shift or do you think it's going to become more and more Companies are going to spend money on online marketing versus that traditional way that they were meeting and I, developing stuff.
3: I think like everything else, most some of the big shows will survive and have to reinvent themselves, but anything that wasn't top, top five are going to really struggle. And I do think he's, what you see happening at, at the Cisco's and the IBM's and the Adobe's is they are reimagining their, their go-to-market. It used to be to attend lots of trade shows. Now they are becoming like broad. every sales team is creating a ton of content and figuring out how to serve it up. In not in a you put it up and people will come, yeah. but it's got to be far more engaging and far more one-on-one.
0: And what you find out is you can target your customer much easier. You can do so many things that everyone knew about, but yet we're fearful to try. Meaning exactly. the amount of money spent going to a trade show for a company that might spend 10, 20, 50, $100,000 that trade show. Did they get an ROI at all Allen?
3: You can. Exactly, a lot of people were floating there who, who you know were just there because it was tradition and not the right people. And you you need to be smart about it because now you can be. I'm always jo- you know joking with my my kids. How did when I'm when I'm watching Netflix, I you know, Hulu. I'm seeing different ads than my kids, <laughs> and you know you And I see, boy, how do they know I, I I'm looking at you know interested in a car now? You can know. You can be more targeted, and if you don't you're also going to find yourself being your father's Oldsmobile. Okay, go ahead. Next question, Bro.
2: Awesome. So what are you, are you seeing a lot, Alan, in your book, and you talked about the shift that executives are having to make. Um, what are you seeing some of the, the executives having to shift to, and what challenges do you see them having over the next, say, year?
3: Well, I, I still think, you know, anytime you look at shifting, you, you find that, People fail for a couple of reasons. One, they started too late. Now the pandemic has pushed a lot of people in. They're too late, but they better catch up. Uh, But the other big reason is that they're not good at at a certain thing. (laughs) And ultimately, no matter what you try to do, as you pick out your choices and how you want to move your business, you still have to pick something that you are good at. (laughs) Because if you're only average, average is over in every business. More and more, it used to be that yeah if you had an okay website and okay it was all right but now in the world of no one shares ordinary average is over you, you you're better off picking one or two things you can be extraordinary at and just doing that than trying to be okay at four things and average so you know if it's going to be a customer service don't just say oh we can return things you got to figure out a way to be better in customer service if it's going to be you know understanding your target you just can't be okay at understand you got to be better so make sure as you think about what to do try to do less and try to stick to something that you have a natural tendency to be good at or can get the talent in to be good at do you think alan your expertise level
0: is in the more the executive world what would you say the kind of companies you're looking at when you're talking about executives in the shift? Are you talking about just large businesses, or are you looking at small business when you talk about this as well?
3: You no, know, I think that the, I, I think small and large. You know, what's 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 happening with the pandemic? It's leveled the playing field. When you're in a Zoom call, you're not sure. Yeah, yes, if if you're dealing with a big billion-dollar company, but everyone has to be small because customers expect personalized experience yes consumers expect amazon to talk to them directly and if they don't want to you know repackage you know so people are expecting personal treatment and you know i think small companies have an advantage because they can deliver that uh and big companies need to learn how to be small interesting that's a a good yeah
2: that's that and you know it's interesting you say that because you know as a small company myself excuse me You know, I'm always trying to find a way to how to touch them differently than my competition, whether they're small or big. Right. And so that's that's and that's a struggle sometimes is how to figure out what is that, you know,
3: and and don't and don't try to copy. The other thing we find is don't try to just do what big companies do. Do what only a small company and pick one or two things that that are that are on the experience that will be different i I love the chewy story i'm sure you've heard about the chewy you know when you you order the wrong food for your dog or your wrong bed you call them up and they don't just say oh just mail it back we'll send you a return label they say no you know give it to your neighbor who has a cat or has a dog and give it away as a gift we'll send you the right one and you know perhaps the cost difference is not that much in terms of restocking but that little that little personalized touch to do something different than the entire category of emailing your return label has helped Chewy stand out or them sending you birthday cards from your dog on your birthday. You know, be creative, I think, is the best strategy. Um, and if, if everyone is doing it, as you started off, Neil, saying, it's, it's not going to be different if you just do it almost as well.
0: Yeah. You have to really, so differentiation is such an important thing and figuring out your customer, Alan, how much is that? So that's where I talked about the trade shows really did not identify the right customer. That's going to go out and purchase that product or find the right distributor. that's going to buy your product compared to the online experience of targeting marketing throughout the time, providing more times to, to have face to face interaction with people than one trade show a year or two trade shows a year. So that's where every company needs to look at their differentiation and figure out who really their customer is because and and, and
3: they often won't tell you their problem as most people they'll just say well they'll just tell you what the category norm is but the best marketers are really good at observing gee you know why have they you know you ever wonder why you know this happens and you just have to take a fresh eye which of course the pandemic has forced people to do and looking at behavior and saying gee Where's you know where the friction points, and you know if I ask you what's wrong with my service, people say it's all right. They're not going to tell you that. Gee, I have trouble opening this or doing that, or you're I waited too long on hold. No, most customers don't want to criticize you. So you got to pull it out of them if you're going to. What about if I did this? Would that help? Are you struggling with this? You have to be a good interviewer to be good at customer service, and most people are just hoping their customers will tell them the answer, but they never do. Oh, no, never. All right, Pearl, next question.
2: No, that's so true. I always like, going, you know, thinking about how can I do it better? And, you know, and I used to be customer service. So it was always like, you know, how can you take care of that situation better? So speaking of customer service and and the the, the pivot that we're doing, I hate that word pivot, I'm, that pivot's getting so old, but what what are you seeing that's coming down? What will do you predict over the next year, with the change, you know, this vaccine, is there anything particular you, you are looking to happen or you're hoping that it starts coming down the pipe?
3: Well, I think, you know, uh- when people come out of this and they will, there will be some pent up demand to get out. (laughs) So despite the fact that I said, I agree with you, Neil, that trade shows are going to be empty, but you know, after somebody's been cooped up for a year, even going to a trade show about toothbrushes might be interesting.
0: (laughs) But the ROI Uh, will be the big thing. They'll be looking more at an ROI after that.
3: Right. So so there'll be the the explosion of I'm free to get out. But after that, I think they'll settle into somewhere between going to every trade show and going to none. And just looking at each one and say, what are they, what's the value? What am I going to get? How important is this customer? And I think it will, it, it's going to help many people focus because success in business as everyone knows is about, not about a lot of people have the same great idea at the same time. It's the one who executes it well. And to execute well, you have to focus on a few things and do them well or better than everyone else. Not try to, oh, we do this too, the, the uh, personal, you know, Peeve of mine is that when you ask people what makes you successful, oh, we do this, we do that, we do, you know, anyone who can solve every problem probably can't solve anyone really well.
0: Okay. So we've jumped to all those different things. Alan, why should people purchase a book? Give us the why.
3: The why is that um, while everyone thinks shifting ahead is easy, you know, most people fail for all the, you know, many, many reasons. So just looking back, even before the pandemic, you know, companies were dropping every, you know, two years ago, you want, went through the Wall Street Journal. Every day there was another, Radio Shack goes away, Sears goes away. And it wasn't because there were not smart people there. You know, it was because there are many, many more ways to fail than to succeed. <laughs> and to succeed is about getting it exactly right. So there are lots of great stories about it just realizing human nature is to, is to, is to, is to stay in, in park people are nervous the more successful your business the more yes. risk averse you become that's great great
0: point i never thought of the shift being such a challenge it's not been for me but honestly a uh, reflection is an important thing in that business every week or yeah. every month to so really reflect and if you can't identify everything and see where are you going and lots of them can't even figure out the customer. So that's the other problem, Alan, is you're talking about big businesses that have the funding, the the power, but all these small businesses just started that don't really see the what the why of why they're doing the business. They need to shift on a daily basis.
3: Yeah. And, and you have to, yeah. Cause if you don't you have to assume that when you do something, you're not going to get it exactly right the first time. And you have to leave yourself two or three times. Uh, to get it right, one of my favorite shows is How I Built This uh, on NPR about entrepreneurs. And whether you listen to the founder of Peloton or whatever the founders, they didn't get it right on the first try. Right. You know, they got it right on the fourth or fifth or sixth try. So you know, you better start trying sooner because you're going to have to iterate. Don't assume that you can think about things. Most people do a lot of planning, and then when they're ready to make the big move, they make the big move. But And they assume it's going to magically work. I think you need to assume that it's going to partially work. And you better have act two, act three, act four. And you better have the gas tank and the enthusiasm and energy to keep at it. Because rarely do you take the first swing when you pick up a bat. And do you hit the ball look at, at the, all or hit it out of the park?
0: We look at all the successes, Alan in Life, they took a long time to hit that 60 at a certain age to yeah. reach their pinnacle in businesses as well. Right. It's not it's not an overnight success. There's no such thing as an overnight success. And there's no such thing as always success. Right, Never losing, never having a loss. Right.
3: And so right. you have to be a bit, you know, back to the famous quote from the f- uh, founder of Intel, only the paranoid survive. You have to be assuming that while you were okay today, you're in trouble tomorrow. And you have to start figuring out that your business is going to change. Now, the pandemic has changed everyone's business. So everyone is at the same starting line. But you have to be pretty aggressive and saying, all right, I, I survived the summer, but the summer is not going to be the same as the fall and I survived the winter. And next year, I, I just think you need to be much more comfortable with constantly looking at things with fresh eyes and being prepared to try something and Make it better as best you can, but make it better the next time. Don't just sit there and, you know, contemplate and make the master plan. It's not an invasion of Normandy. You, you know, your you know, business is not just planning for two years and then landing on the beach. Successful business today in this environment is is much more of let's try it. Let's learn. Let's go on and try something else. OK, Pearl. optimize optimizing. OK, Pearl. last question for Alan.
2: So this has been such amazing. This has been tons of information. So Alan, we always like to ask the question. and I'm sure you've got quite a few and I've been hearing them just today, but can you share a moment of gratitude with us that you have had?
3: Yeah. uh, Yeah. Every day I wake up and I realize I'm in the business of sharing ideas and creativity and ideas, you know, uh, are more important than ever. And I, I am lucky to be able to continue to work during this very challenging time when lots of people, no matter how much they try, are just, uh, they just have to suffer and make it through this. So I'm lucky I'm healthy and mode of gratitude that I can do what I do not that much differently than I did a year ago or three years ago.
2: That's awesome, thank you so much.
0: All right. Well, fantastic. Thanks again. Thanks for inviting me. Uh, All right, uh, Alan, just stay on the line for one more second after we let you go. And then we, uh, so we can talk off air. All right, guys, that was again, the Neil Haley show and your beautiful day on the gratitude radio network. Take care.
2: Celebrity slots. Free Free to play mobile social slot games in the likeness of your favorite celebrities. Making money. Spin to win celebrity experiences through sweepstakes. Free to download, free to play. Yeah, baby. What are you waiting for?
1: Win meet and greets, celebrity merchandise, gift cards, and more. Download celebrity slots today.